Hello, my name is Philip Cloutier, President and CEO of Cartier Resources with the ticker symbol ECR on the TSXV. We're a gold explorer in the Abitibi Greenstone Belt, the Quebec portion, and we focused on advanced exploration projects that have ounces in the ground or delineated resources. Philippe, uh, good to have you back on the program. Uh, really nice to see you again. I spoke to you three months ago and you've put out a whole load of news since then. So let's talk about it. Indeed. I mean, three months ago, we were just initiating this discussion to acquire Chalice Gold Mines, a 100% owned company of O3 Mining, which is a, it is a huge land package that surrounds our flagship property, Chimo Mine. And in the interim, obviously, we published um, um, you know, cha interesting channel results on, on Fenton, really high-grade stuff. We uh, received the results for a geophysical survey, and we engineered a diamond drill program. But as you may understand with the recent news, we're like an airplane with a holding pattern over an airfield. And uh, when we close a deal, then we will have more news for our shareholders in, in terms of what are the plans and what are the catalysts moving forward. Okay, well, um, I, I, I will want to talk about the geophysics and everything that's going on at Fenton, but um, can you just remind me what you've got at, um, at Chimo? You, um, uh, so sure. you, you've, you've been working at, um, um, I'll give you a quick summary and then you can sure. correct me where, I, where I've gone wrong. So yep. Chimo, you've been working on there for three years. You've taken it from pretty much zero to two million ounces. About a third of those ounces are in the um, indicated category and two thirds are in the inferred, or is it the other way around? Um, no, and um, you're working towards a PEA, which you hope to get out by the end of this year. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, I'll add to that. The Chimo Mine property is about 330 hectares. All right. Yeah. Uh, and it is, uh, it is surrounded by this East Cadillac property that O3 Mining has. Uh, historically, it has produced uh, just under 400,000 ounces of gold uh, in the 60s, the 80s, and then in, in the late 90s where it ceased production. Uh, we picked it up from there from a, in a bankruptcy cell in 2013. Uh, dusted it off, compiled, attracted Agnico Eagle as a strategic investor in the end of 2016. And from that point on, we launched, embarked on a uh, massive diamond drill program, 124 holes, 60,000 meters, and that delivered the, the ultimate resource that you mentioned. Um, and and in, while doing that, we were, obviously there was a nice learning curve, uh, uh, directional drilling at depth. And we, we, we obviously understood what most geologists understand is that geology and mineralization has no boundaries. So we were, we were seeing that the neighbors had, this, uh, had the continuation of the mineralization. And we always had in the back of our minds, well, listen, once we've done the resource estimate, once we've done the internal engineering work, it, and, and we see that this thing can fly, then we'd better acquire the ground. And, and so it was a logical suit after seeing that where this, the project was heading to knock on our neighbor's door and, and, and get into those discussions. Now, East Cadillac is like 29,000 hectares. So we've gone from, we're, once we close this deal, knock on wood, we'll go from 300 hectares to 30,000 hectares. A massive land position, over 30 kilometers of the Large Lake Cadillac fault. All right. So it's essentially a new mining district or, or new mining uh, camp uh, in the extension of the Valdor mining camp. 
And, and essentially a lot of room to grow and build ounces on, on the prospective or, or grassroots side. But initially, obviously, we're going to focus on that boundary zone, on a former boundary zone. And we're going to try to grow the resources. So the boundary between your property and East Cadillac. Yeah, because immediately to the east on East Cadillac, there's a, a deposit called Nordo East, and, 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 and that has roughly a few hundred thousand ounces, I think three or 400,000 ounces uh, that were calculated or, or, and the parameters were quite different from what we were using to do a mineral resource estimate at Chimo. So obviously, obviously one of the first steps is going to be to, to, to homogenize uh, these, two, these two resources. Uh, when, be, when, when was that resource calculated? When, when does that date work date from? It was done in 2017, amended and, and, and re-looked at in 2019. There was some new drilling that was done there. I don't believe that was added to the resource estimate. Um, and, and yeah, so, so one of the very first steps is going to be to integrate the diamond drill data immediately surrounding, that, that's where the highest density of drilling is, immediately surrounding the Chimo mine and to engineer a program that will, you know, pro- test the immediate uh, potential uh, in and around the infrastructures and our, our current re- resource base. And then obviously ask some of the guys, the consultants that are working with us to sort of simulate, look, if we find X amount of answers here in this area, how does that impact the PEA? How does that impact the economics? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be, we're going to be advancing, you know, very, um, very progressively and, and with a view to, to whatever we do keeps adding value to the project. Um, in, in a sense, kind of, it, it takes you back to this kind of a scoping study or kind of not a scoping study, but kind of a re-evaluation of the endowment of the project. Because one of the things I enjoyed talking to you about three months ago was the way that you were approaching the kind of the mineral endowment of a district and then getting an engineering plan to come to review the way to kind of um, crack it open. And obviously, if you've suddenly expanded your portfolio or your land position or your, your your mineral endowment you have to think carefully before you rush down one engineering route on one little area when you've got a a, a bigger prize out there to kind of evaluate absolutely i mean as a geologist you you understand that if we map out the the risk reward of all the target zones in around in and around the infrastructure uh, and also take into account ounces found laterally versus ounces found at depth, you know, with respect to the distance to underground workings that pre-exist, then it, it, it's, it's, it's not all that complex to rate, rank, and prioritize your target drilling while you're recalculating your resource base and producing a PEA. And then there's also the yeah. fact that in the late 80s, there is to the West, they had initiated a ramp uh, um, about a kilometer away from Chimo, and they had r- drove it down about 500 meters to about 100 meter depth. So, you know, some engineers or some people might start to get creative thinking. Uh, at this point, we're just walking through the due diligence process, wrapping all this together, uh, designing a program that can be easily done within the you know the first months from signing, and then we're gonna we're gonna you know, build a value-adding program to this thing. And presumably the rationale for 03 to completing this deal is that that gives them their 
freedom to focus on their flagship, yep. Marban. Yep. And they also retain a kind of a carried interest uh, or they, they become a, a large shareholder in Cartier. So they get the upside and one plus one of the, you know, um, one plus one hopefully is more than two. Um, you know, if it reaches three very, or two and a half or. Yeah, very, very good point. I mean, you, you're introducing a new concept here. And the concept is that we're bringing in a partner, right? Uh, if you read the press release, not only that we're, uh, one member of their team will join our board of directors, but we're also going to have an, a, a, a committee built to have a strategic vision of looking forward. Now we're also, O3 Mining is part of the Cisco group. So we, we now have access to a network of the Cisco group uh, and it, it does build a competitive tension in, into our story because Agnico Eagle is still a, a large shareholder. Now, um, this is a new enlarged um, uh, land holding and it is a platform for future consolidation and, and growth. It is, you know, it is a transformative deal for sure. Um, the the O3 people, um, you know, they, they have an expertise which will be joined to ours and Agnico's. Yeah, I mean, they've done a great job of exploring. You know, they're, they're no fools. They know their way around a drill rig. Absolutely. And as you say, you know, they didn't want any cash. They took a share position in Cartier. Mm. obviously with the thinking that, you know, once this ground is consolidated, there's an immediate opportunity for re-rating the, the share price of Cartier and then, and then just floating up, you know, upwards. And so that's where they stand to gain uh, and um, with a foot in the door, just like in Nico. Um, tell me, what are the, um, so in, 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 the, in these properties, the, the, you know, let's talk about the castle mine or the, um, um, so you've got the resource at Nordwest, um, and then you've got the the, the bigger um, uh, twenty nine thousand hectare package. What are the other kind of known resources within the the package? Well, there's Simon West, where there was historic drill, drilling. That's immediately west of our project. There's no resource calculation that's been done there, but there's 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 evidence for sure that there is really high grade uh, veins and continuous a uh, continuation of mineralization. So we're going to see how that develops. Then there's Nordo and Nordo East that are immediately uh, east of the, 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 the block. And that's where the resources can get interesting and add to our current resource base. Mm-hmm. Just north of the Nordo deposits, there is a new discovery called the Northern Contact Zone. And that's entirely to the credit of O3 Mining that you know had a, a reconnaissance program and they stumbled on a new zone to the north. Uh, it's too early to say how that's going to contribute right now. And then finally, about 10 kilometers to the east of the current, you know, interest, there's a, a known of a, a bunch of known occurrences that outcrop that were, you know, trenched and, and exposed at surface. They're known as the big bend occurrences where there's quartz veinings and uh, quartz veining and, and, and assays that returned up to 10 grams per ton in channel sampling. So, you know, it's early days for that that grassroots exploration, we're going to get around to that. I think the first thing to do and our first catalyst and our first milestone is going to be to keep growing the resource around Chimo and, you know, create the opportunity for, for this thing to get, to reward our shareholders as fast as possible. Great. And um, um, I don't want to get in trouble with the regulator and you can't um, say you could give any guarantees, but um, what are the kind of... T- plans to close the, 
the the deal? I mean, is, is it weeks? Is it months? What's the process? The process is simply uh, uh, is simply reviewing all the underlying agreements and the, the the financial statements of this company that we're buying. The standard due diligence process, and so in the next few weeks, that should close um, again. Uh, and, and then once that closes, then we set in motion the fundamentals of growing the resource through exploration, diamond drilling, and, and recalculation of resource estimates, and, and understanding what we're going to do with the PA that's in, in progress. Uh, so, so, so in the next month is is a big month for Cartier and and O3, and and um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of late nights, I should imagine, uh, working hard. Um, good. Um, it's like herding so cats into a room. I, <laughs> I bet it is. And trying to keep the lawyers under control as well. Um, Fenton, can we move to Fenton? Is there, do you want to add any more to um, Chimer? I mean, let's let's say we come back in you know six weeks when it's when it's done, and you can yes. put it down, and it'll be interesting to see how the market responds. For sure. So the the consolidated position, absolutely. So yeah, let's let's move to Fenton. As uh, just before Christmas, we did we did a lot of field work on Fenton. We went back and twinned all the the surface channels on the deposit itself. We wanted to understand the mineralization and help. You know, we did that work in order to help us out because at the same time we're running a geophysical survey. So we got the geophysical results mid February. We did all the geological or geometrical interpretation of the mineralization known today from historical drilling. When the geophysics came in, we tried, we factored that together. You know, we're dealing with you know pencil-shaped um, vectors, very you know well-defined pencil-shaped vectors. So we have to be uh, we have to understand how many ounces per vertical meter we're building with these you know these cylinders, and 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 try to map out the targets that will get us to the, the tipping point resource. Um, very fortunately for us, we also discovered, because we, we, at one point we were worried we we're going to generate targets in areas that can only be drilled in the winter because there's a lot of swamp. And uh, the team apparently discovered that, well, the majority of these targets, will, we can drill year-round. Um, and, and so we have that drill program entirely engineered and ready to go. And because of the LOI with, with Chimo, as I explained in this, uh, earlier on in the interview, we're sort of in a holding pattern. So we're ready to drill on Fenton and we're ready to drill on Chimo. We're just waiting for this deal to close to, to get off and run. Oh, okay. So the holding pattern affects Fenton as well. I thought it was just going to affect Chimo. Well, it affects Fenton because... because uh, the situation here in, in the Abitibi right now is there's, there's not a lot of drillers. There's not a lot of geologists. And so we're a very small team and we like to keep it lean and mean. And, and, and so when this deal closes and in the market appreciates what we've done, it'll give us a clear indication where to, you know, where to focus our attention. And um, so Fenton can be drilled any time of the year at the drop of a hat. And, and so can Chimo. So uh, you, you go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to ask you. You were obviously pretty busy in late February on Chimo. Um, yeah. Are you going to um, are you going to share your geophysics kind of because um, you, you announced you were starting? I mean, have you got a kind of a news release that's kind of 
in yes. the process, the interpretation, the geology, the drill plan? Absolutely. You know, will, will that come out in due course? I, it, it will come out once the deal closes, the the, the results, interpretation, and the, the, the program that's built on Fenton, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then obviously what we're going to do on, on Chimo. So we're going to have a, a path to uh, and, and catalyst develop for both properties. Uh, it, it may be that it may be that we 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 find a partner for Fenton. Uh, if 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 we were so inclined that we want to get it drilled as fast as possible, but I doubt we would be drilling both properties at the same time unless we do a massive expansion of our current exploration team. And like I say, right now in the in the Abitibi, um, there's a lot of activity in the mining industry. I mean, um, there is. So when, when you say there are not many geologists, it's because they're all occupied on previous, on, on, on other projects. Oh, they're occupied on exploration projects, on mining projects. They've been recuperated by uh, uh, consulting firms that are doing resource estimates in 43101s. I mean, it's, there's, uh, if, if, you're an, if you're an unemployed geologist or engineer or miner in the Abitibi right now, You've you've got a problem. <laughs> what um, just out of curiosity, what would a graduate uh, geologist um, coming out of university? What could, what would be kind of a starting salary in Canada at the moment? Maybe in the Abitibi. I would I would I would say that's maybe seventy five to eighty thousand dollars per year. Um, the the thing is, when they graduate, they have to go through a two year process of being entirely supervised by a registered uh, geologist. And so they, you can't send them out in the bush to do the, you know, uh, a full program unsupervised because they, it's just, uh, you know, the governance of, of the order of geologists here. Uh, and engineers are the same way, right? So is that, a, is that a Quebec thing or is that a pan-Canada thing? I think it's a pan-Canadian thing where each, the order of geologists in, in all the different jurisdictions, they have a, a, a chaperone or mentoring process uh, that, that ranges from a year to two years. Uh, it's two years if you got a bachelor's degree. It goes down to a year if you have a master's degree. Uh, and again, it varies uh, in, in different jurisdictions. Here in Quebec, um, you, they, they, you're labeled geologist in training, even though you are, you are a geologist. And after a certain amount of years or mandates, then uh, you're, you're a full-fledged geologist and, and, and therefore a QP. Uh, the PGO and then QP, uh, yeah, yeah. but you've got to go down that route. Um, thank you. Um, it's just, just a useful little bit of background. Um, and do you see kind of geologists coming through the schools? I mean, do you see kind of the availability yeah. of... Yeah, there are. They're recuperated quite rapidly. They're headhunted by larger firms, right? They're people that have uh, that either need geologist mapping core in, in, in on a mine operation or you know companies like a Cisco Mining that had about twenty six people on site at one geologists on site at one point, um, um, but, but a lot of the young geologists are, are graduating and then going towards more the geotechnical or the environmental aspects. At, whereas way back, let's say ten or twenty years ago, they were exclusively coming to the, the mineral exploration domain and or the the mine geology approach. Now it's I think I would wager it's about half and half. So there is a challenge not only here in Canada but I think elsewhere uh, in, in in recruiting and trying to bring people in because then you have all the older geologists retiring as well. The old guys like us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, old, I'm not old enough to retire. 
<laughs> no. Um, I heard that the starting salary for geologists in Western Australia is, is is very high, anywhere between 120 and 180 thousand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, and that would obviously, I think, um, vary with respect to are you doing mostly office compilation work versus yeah. being sent into the bush for three months, right? So, so yeah, there's yeah. premiums involved there. Uh, yeah, but I mean. Uh, uh, I, I think a, a greater component of the work is always proper mentoring. Uh, if you start your career off, you know, wrong, it's not going to get better. So it's, I, I think the young geologists um, owe it to themselves to choose wisely when they enter the field and, and try to try to make their first initial years with serious companies that can actually have them do a whole bunch of things, compilation, reporting, logging, uh, field work, going out there, understanding how a drill is spotted and, and, and supervised and stuff like that. You know, so. But um, just to come to, just to bring it back to, um, to you know, the, these projects, um, you've got plenty of cash. So you could do two programs. You could drill Chimo and you could drill Benton. Yep. Couldn't you? I mean, it's not a money thing. It's a, it's a, um, it's, it's, a logist, it's a logistical thing because on the one hand, Chimo is highly focused. The drills aren't moving around. They're just, they, you know, it's, they're focused on building value, building resources and on a resource-based type project versus Fenton where the project is more remote. Uh, telecommunications are more difficult um, and, and, and they're, they're very short holes like, one to three to 400 meter holes. So that, that rig is moving around and being mobilized. And so therefore the geologist potentially has to intervene every second day to shut down a hole, move to another setup. And, and you know, versus on Chimo where it's not all that simpler anyways, even though the drill's in one place, you're drilling a, you're drilling a deep hole or you don't want that hole to deviate, right? Versus on Fenton, well, just, Collar it and just let it go. It's it's a diff, it, two different approaches, and so it's yeah. logistically it can be done. Obviously, if you have the right amount of manpower and team to do it, uh, and like as I mentioned, uh, a lot of the companies right now um, just simply don't have that manpower. Yeah, and interesting. Good. Well, um, much to look out for. Really, I mean, uh, it's it's funny that the. I don't feel that the gold market has taken off. I don't. I, mean, I don't see the, the share prices of the junior companies running. I, you know, I'm particularly sensitive to this because I work in one, um, yeah. and uh, and you must be the same. And I, I've, I've got a, you know, I follow a few junior companies, and I just see that the gold price moves, but the interest doesn't seem to be coming down to the the the, the junior resource stock. I just wonder what your feel is for the market. Okay. Well, here's my feel for the market. On the one hand, I think the senior companies have to act wisely uh, in, 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 the, in the current geopolitical situation, right? They're, they're coming back to jurisdictions such as Australia and, and, and North America that have, you know, high level ESG um, thresholds and, 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 and they're merging and, and they're, you know, they're, they have to stick to guidance. So that's, that's creating a vacuum and, 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 and intermediate companies are taking are positioning themselves. And they can't go on a rampage and buy anything that, you know, that they want. The junior companies are still out there looking for financing. And, and you know, the situation is people no longer go out there and do 2,000 meter diamond drill programs. 
they, they go out there and they have a robust target. They're out there to generate ounces. So they're you're 10, 20, 30,000 meters. And that those are much bigger budgets. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's, um, there's competing interests. I mean, uh, with what's going on right now, uh, I, I, I suspect a lot of the uranium companies and uh, mom and pop oil and gas things are going to get a lot of attention and, uh, and they're going to detract from what's going on here. Well, and, and lithium and nickel and cobalt and copper and you name it. Um, exactly. But but I mean the statistics still back gold as the kind of the the predominant place of raising capital and the predominant um, allocation of capital. Um, and therefore, just going- and therefore, I think the things that you can control, which is good technical work and a good understanding of your project, that's where we have to invest our energy and our shareholders' money. And things that we cannot control, such as the price of gold or the market interest or impatience vis-a-vis your, 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 your story, well, then, I mean, so it's, it's really focusing on what you can do best to ensure that you continue adding value and to continue being relevant as a, as, as a company and versus not focusing on what you cannot control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just also take you back to one of your comments that you said that... Um, uh, there are fewer small drill programs. There are fewer 2,000 meter um, drill programs. Now, I consider a big drill program to be where you've got the confidence that you've made a discovery and that you're drilling out a resource and that the smaller drill programs are to test whether you've got a discovery or not. It, these are kind of it's pre-discovery work, which is higher risk, but and you don't want to overcommit to it and you want to be flexible, a bit like your drill program at Fenton. Yeah, Fenton is going to be a sizable program. Set Fenton would be a sizable program, not one of yeah. those grassroots programs. Okay, because you effectively you've effectively saying that, that you know that it's post discovery. You know, you're you're on a drill out almost. Exactly, exactly. Um, but there are lots of companies that are pre discovery and still testing targets, and those will be two to five thousand meter programs. Yes, what I'm saying is, in the current environment, you have also the drilling companies in contracts, and when they're being requested to uh, tender for contracts that are 50, 100, 200,000 meters, then it's when you send in your call for tenders for a 2,000 or 3,000 meter diamond drill program, you're not getting, you're you're falling on deaf ears. And the the contractors are not to blame because diamond drillers are also in high demand. So you may want to do that 2,000 meter diamond drill drill program. It may lead to a major discovery. It, 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 you may have the money to do it, but you will not get the contractors to actually go out and invest and, 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 and dispatch you know, a team of diamond drillers to go do your 2,000 meter diamond drill program. Yeah. With any drilling contract. Yeah, any, it, any, any, any drilling contractor you speak to will say that the way that where they make their money is when they've got the rigs turning and they're doing 100,000 meters or 50,000 meters. It's the big contracts which make them the money. And it's the, it's the small contracts which they use as kind of bait. Absolutely. Now, remember, Merlin, we, we, shut, our, we shut down our, our Benoit Diamond Drill program in September of 2021. We're still waiting for some, some assays you know, the, the, the buffer zone assays. I hear yeah. other companies that have they've, they've been waiting and waiting and waiting for their assays. So the assay labs, diamond drillers, the geophysical uh, uh, contractors, and then also the consultants, the uh, mineral resource estimate and, and P, 
it, it, there is a significant, everybody is working uh, night and day. Yeah, well, that's in, in, in many ways, that's good. Uh, it shows that the industry yeah. is, is, is thriving. Um, <clears throat> great. And now just as a kind of a final thought, you know, what, what do you think the market is looking for from, from Chimo or the, and the, the expanded thing? You know, you've already got 2 million ounces at close to three grams a ton. Our um, audience is looking for the takeout. I mean, that's what, you know, we've said over and over that we're not going to build it ourselves. So that's what they're waiting for. And, and so, so, so that's what we're working for. We're working for making this project, we're presenting the highest value this project can offer. And, 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 and now that we've consolidated, we, we can continue growing this thing while continue marketing it, you know. So really, essentially, what you've got to do then is is create a resource that is too attractive to ignore. We think we've already have that, right? We, we were being told uh, many years ago, oh, if you could only delineate a million ounces, uh, we did. And then we, oh, well, now you need to have two million ounces. Well, so we did. And so you know, every time a, a, a CEO comes up with a result, people keep moving the goalposts on them. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I don't worry about that anymore. Like I say, I'm, yeah, I don't get emotional about it. I just do what needs to be done to keep moving the project forward, keep being relevant. And at one point, the value cannot be denied and, and people will act on it. Okay, so... so uh... Job one, close the um, yeah. the deal. Job two, um, kind of allocate your resources to to maximize value from this kind of this new endowment, which will Indeed. be the, the the border area, and then um, kind of do that ranking of where your ounces come in terms of um, access to infrastructure, closeness to the surface, closest to underground development, just to kind of work out. It's almost like a kind of a resource scheduling for in, a, in a mine optimization plan. You but, on work out where, for, yeah. but on an exploration stage, kind of working out where the best value comes for- There you go. For, for the entity. Absolutely. And, and so it's, it's, it's real fun because at least you're not starting from something, it, it, a situation, is this going to fly? No, this flies. We just want to make it fly even higher and higher, you know. Yeah, great. And um, uh, will you be able to provide that commentary during the course of the year before you get the PA out? Because the PA will be on unknown resources. Or might you just might you wait a while on the PA so that you can actually incorporate some of the data that you that that you're is something that is is ongoing right now. We're having uh, people are advising us on uh, because of this acquisition because they're being yeah. they're being confronted with new data. In, in yeah. data that is fundamental, like a new resource that could be added to the current resource, and 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 how that will, how the simulated new resources and potential target zones are going to impact the economic um, uh, metrics of this thing. There, we're going to be advised as to okay, do we put out a PA or do we delay it? Do we uh, do we put out a new resource estimate, then do a PA, then or or then do we just do the there's a lot of moving parts to this thing, and I'm all ears. Uh, there's a lot of people on advising us what's the best route to capture the, the highest value, and but especially uh, to invest the money that we have in the best possible way. Uh, yeah, we don't yeah. want to be taking two steps forward and three backwards, and then oh, you know. Yeah, no, understood. But it, um, so I mean, it, just from the outside, you've got a rising gold price environment. You're in one of the best places in the world to be doing gold mining. Um, and 
I think if, if you explain, explain it clearly to the market, the, the PEA might be later, but it's going to be a better number. I, I should imagine that you would be well supported by that. But I, I you know, um, who knows? Well, I, I, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it, it, people do understand that, you know, if when, when you produce a number, you, you sometimes you, sometimes you, you ironically, you cap the blue sky and people never forget that number. Right. And then you, you, you can tell them all you want. Well, this is going to grow. This is going to grow. Right. So, I mean, that's uh, we're in a situation right now where we're one of the reasons we're acquired. Uh, we're doing this acquisition is that this continues to grow and it just makes it better. We have no doubt that this is going to be a new uh, mining operation and mining camp. We just have to demonstrate it and do the work to demonstrate it. Well, good luck. And I look forward to following your progress. Well, thank you very much, Marlon. Have a nice day. You too.